0: Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive.
1: Welcome to an edition of your personal branding podcast. And this particular edition, I have Mike McLowitz with me. He has founded and sold two multi-million dollar companies. Confident that he had the formula to success, he became an angel investor and proceeded to lose his entire fortune. Then he it all over again with a new profits 1st formula. Lowitz now operates his third million dollar venture. He is a former small business columnist for the Wall Street Journal, the former mm. MSNBC, He's a regular contributor to the Entrepreneur Magazine and also a columnist for American Express and Open Forum series. I got in touch with Michael from his book T.P., The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. Michael, can you tell us a little bit more about you, how you got into entrepreneurship?
0: Sh- sure. So, um, I, well, while well, I don't recommend Bernard that people start this way, I, I was working for a small business and one night went out for some drinks with another the guy that worked there and, uh, basically got drunk and with enough drinks in me, I thought I should and could start my own business. I thought I was smarter than the owner himself of the place I worked. So I decided right then and there, I'm going to start a business. And, uh, the next morning, I, I, I thought, I'm like, what, what did I do? What, why'd I, you know, quit and, and start a business? and try to get my job back, and uh, the boss said no. He says, you know, you're on your own now, kid. Good luck. So while I don't recommend drinking to start a business, I think there is a moment where we need that moment of courage um, to just go and do it and, and take that leap of faith.
1: So, so it was a moment of courage, or what people call the aha moment, just after that night you decided to go into business. And what was the first product, or what, what did you produce, or what did you start selling there?
0: Yeah, the first thing I did was uh, computer networks. And what that means is where you connect multiple computers to work together. This was back in the mid-90s, and networking was getting pretty active. Um, and so I started doing computer networks. I started selling to any small business that would buy from me, which most would not, but just mostly out of fear because I was now in business for myself. Uh, I just kept plugging along, plugging along, and started over time learning what I was good at and what I wasn't, and focus more and more on what I was good at, and the business, the business started to take off.
1: Well, you mentioned that you focused on what you were good at. You know, that's one of the things that people get it sometimes wrong or right in starting a business. Do I do it for the profits or right away for the money, or should I look for a passion-related uh, field to venture in? What do you advise on that? Yeah, I, you
0: know, I think it's a, it's a combination of both. Like, mm-hmm. if we do stuff just for the money. That's how I got started, by the way. The big risk is someone else is doing the same business because they love to do it, and they're going to have the energy to see the business because they love it. And if the money's not there right away enough for the money, I'm going to leave and go somewhere else. Now, conversely, if we just do something because we love to do it, it doesn't mean we can make money at it. And If you can't make money at it, it's not sustainable. You know, I love to play guitar, but I'm not, not nearly talented enough to make any substantial money at it. That's a really bad business model for me. So it's the combination of the two. What do you have a passion for? We've all heard that before. What do you love to do? But is there a sustainable market for it? And the only way to do it is to test. Start it. Try it on a small scale. See if customers are buying it. And do they come back to you repeatedly? And if you can get customers buying from you repeatedly and you're doing what you love to do, then you'll have not only the drive to do it because you love it, you'll have the 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 financial sustainability, the money will be there to support you in doing it going forward.
1: So, you you advise a combination of both uh, the passion and and the uh, profits, then then you mentioned that you should test the system, do you also subscribe to the idea of the Lean Startup for entrepreneurs?
0: Yeah, there's there's actually a book called the Lean Startup and um, I like it and I don't like it. I like it because I agree with the concept of trying what's called a minimum viable product And the the idea of a minimum viable product is try try out what you do at the lowest level possible, meaning make the smallest investment possible. Do whatever is necessary just to test the concept and wait to see and keep testing to see what the customer responds to and adjust accordingly. So that's what I like about it. The thing I don't like about it is they talk about this thing called pivoting. Mm -hmm. And what pivoting means is keep adjusting what you do until you get to delivering what the customer uh Want. The problem with that is that some businesses, many businesses, will pivot and change to the customer demand but will ignore their passion. And so they change their business to serve what the customer wants, but they, the owner, fall out of love with their business. They don't like doing it. And then we become resentful for our business. It may be making money, but we don't like what we're doing. Well, that's a trap, too. So what I think we should do is what I call alignment. And alignment means adjust your offering to match the customer's demand. That's the only way you can make money. But simultaneously, always make sure it's consistent with what you want, what you're passionate about. And when you align customer demand with your passion, uh, you have a real solid opportunity.
1: Well, I think I, I like this perspective because some things may end up solding ourselves out just for the audience or our customers and not really looking at what also is good in for for us in the area of our passions and our gift things and also still meeting the needs of people.
0: Right. Right, and that that's exactly what it is. Um, We have to what customers want because if we don't, they won't buy from us. So we don't have something that's sustainable. Additionally, we need to be mindful of what we want um, because then we can't sustain it because we won't be happy. Um, And I, I think there's too many people, too many entrepreneurs I've seen have adjusted to what sells and neglect themselves. And it doesn't happen right away, but slowly over their business, they like what they do less and less. And that's a real problem. Right, Mike. Let's
1: delve into this, the main theme of we really kinda of to branding, uh, personal branding, and business branding. And you mentioned that how then do one differentiates himself or his business from the markets?
0: Yeah, so it really boils down uh, exploiting your true uniqueness. Again, like every person on this planet is true is is unique. We have different backgrounds, different stories, different upbringings, different personalities. Uh, different talents, all these things combined. When it comes to being different, the, the key for the entrepreneur is to understand who they are in the inside first. Who are we as individuals? And, and, the, and the truth is, all of us are distinct. We have different upbringings, different backgrounds, uh, different talents, all, all these different pieces. So every person on this planet is truly unique. The thing is, the entrepreneur has to Self-reflect and master who they are on the inside and then match up with the business and have the business be a amplification of it. You know, what this thing does and then how can the business be an expression of who we are? And what's powerful about this is when the business is an expression of our natural selves and who we are, the business itself becomes distinct and unique. And I've done this for myself. In every business I have, it feels like Mike is what people will say. It's like, oh wow, that's really who Mike is.
1: Five step was how to properly, I mean, define your business brand.
0: Yeah, so I don't know necessarily if it's five steps for me, but I'll walk you through the steps. Maybe it is five. I mean, step number one is to know thyself. Understand who you are. And, uh, you got, again, this is to realize that the business is an amplification of who you are. The second step is to realize that authenticity, uh, drives demand. So if you you know who you are, but you put on a fake front if you if you try to pander to an audience and try to be something that you really aren't. Um, in in today's environment, the audience will find out who the real you are. You can't hide anymore behind, um, behind media because media is everywhere. So as an owner of a business, uh, the message about who we are inside is going to get out through all different media platforms. So the only way to have a good brand is to have a consistent brand with who we are. Um, then, then the next step is, um, is to see if, if your brand uh, services a unique customer. Do you, are you serving a niche, a, a customer base that is underserved now, that doesn't have a good serving from another uh, source, and, and how are you serving them in a special way? The next step is to have what I call the area of innovation. In the area of innovation, I call it also the AOI, means that you have an area in your business that is truly your uh, distinguishing uh, element, something that you really push hard on. And I believe there's three categories. It could be Mm -hmm. uh, a convenience that we offer our services, very easy to acquire. I think it could be a price that we're the price leader, or it could be a distinct quality, something that makes us unique. It's, it's a, we're luxury, or we're funny, or we're educational, or something. But something that's still unique. Once you pick one of these three elements—price, quality, or convenience—and you define in that category what really makes you unique, you need to drive that first and foremost at all times. You need to excel in that. The other categories you've got to be, as we say, in the ballpark. Meaning you got to be competitive and reasonable, but there's one area where you just got to dominate because you'll become known for that. And then um, you also have to have some brand fluidity. And what I mean by that is, you may not have the customer uh, base properly defined when you when you start your business, uh, or as you build your business, or the customer base may change. So you need to be able to respond to what the customers are demanding and looking for, and modify. Uh, portions of your brand to match up with what customers want. Now, again, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy because you have to be consistent with yourself. You have to be authentic. That always has to stay constant. But you do need to adjust elements of it to match up with the customers that you're you're connecting with. And that's what I consider the major steps.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, very great. So with these steps, Mike, let's look at your upcoming new book, uh, Profit First. Why Profit First yes. and the launch and what we need to look up for?
0: Yeah, so I'm. I'm thanks for asking Bernard and I'm really excited about this. Uh, profit First is I challenge traditional accounting and traditional accounting works like this. You have a business and you know the formula, I know the formula, it's sales minus expenses equals profit. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is you sell as much as you can, you incur expenses to support your business and then the remainder, the leftover is profit but i in the book say and and i believe it's absurd that profit is the final thing that it may happen it's an absurd final thought what i argue in profit first my new book is that profit i'm sorry profit comes by taking it first and what i mean is sales minus profit equals expenses every time you make a sale immediately take your profit first a predetermined percentage now the remainder is the money available for your expenses and Mathematically, by the way, these equations are the same, but when it comes to our behavior, it's radically different. If we take our profit first and there's less money available for expenses, we will instinctually modify the way we spend money and behave. We'll become more innovative. We'll do things with less money and still get the same things done. Mm. If you pay your bills first, you pay expenses first, pay yourself last. most entrepreneurs have... the propensity to spend every penny they have first and then profit never can happen but it never does.
1: Well, I think I like this philosophy. I, I I'll just put it to test after this. <laughs> uh, profit First, the launch date is 8th July if I'm right on that.
0: Yeah, July 8th or the 8th of July uh, Profit First will, will be officially available. Now, now here's the interesting thing is uh, anyone listening hearing is the audio book because um, what I did was I, I recorded the book, I read the book, the entire book, but I also interjected some of my own personal experiences and comments about certain sections oh. uh, and, and why I wrote certain sections. So if you, if you listen to the audio book, you're going to find some stuff there that you don't get in the Kindle or the hardcover version. So it
1: means you can get the audio from Audible, uh, uh, Yeah, Audible.com yeah, uh, yeah. and the book on Amazon as well, too. Which means, uh, to one, for one to get a comprehensive look at the whole thing, you need to get a package, the hard, hard copy, the ebook and all, and the audio as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 would love for people to get, get everything. Um, uh, you know, me personally, I'm a big fan of hardcover books because I get it write in them. I put my thoughts in it. I, you know, I add notes. Um, so the way I read is I always, for, I love reading, by the way. I have so many books. I love to get the audio and the hardcover the hardcover so I can take my notes and the audio I like to hear authors read their own books because it comes across differently the way they emphasize things and what they point to just by listening to them read it themselves um, I always learn different things
1: that's true I, I, I like that the authors read their own books before you give us your last million dollar advice to seek profit <laughs> first, there's one thing I like about your style of writing in your books. So you inject a fun into entrepreneurship, and that makes a unique addition to your brand.
0: Oh, thank you, thanks, brother. I I appreciate that. I to me that's very important, and to me that's authentically who I am. Like if you and I were sitting down for a drink right now. Uh, I would love to be joking around with you and, and horsing around a little bit. But, but that, because that's just the type of guy I am. And when I became an author, I had a choice. I could be like a, any other mainstream author and, and speak the way they speak and talk the way they talk, or I could be authentically myself. And just like I've been telling you, we, we need to be authentically ourselves. I wouldn't like what I was doing if I wasn't me. So my books, I write my style. You know, I like to joke around. I like to have some humor. But I also recognize not everyone's going to like that. Some people are going to be turned off by it. I use some bad words here and there. I you know, I joke about things that maybe don't need to be joked about. But that's who I am. And I wouldn't be proud of my work if I placated to other people's demands. I'm proud of it because I was authentically myself. And as readers find out about my books and start reading it, uh, I'm finding that the readers of my books are the people that I really like. It automatically filters people out. You know, if, if people like my books, chances are they're going to like me, and I'm going to like them. And, and that's a good thing.
1: <laughs> that is true. Authentically, your uh, you, you unique style in making excel. So, Mike, uh, that's how far we can come uh, in addition to our struggle, our network. I want, to want you to give us your billion-dollar advice at
0: this moment. Yeah, so, uh, here, my million-dollar advice is this. There has been studies about Growing businesses, and they say, when's the best time to start a business? When's the best time to grow a business? When's the best time to take on a new idea or concept in an existing business? And study after study, Bernard, shows the best time is early. The younger you are, the earlier you start, the better. Well, here's the magic about this. Today, listening to us right now, today is your youngest day. You will not get younger tomorrow. You will not get earlier two weeks from now. Today is the earliest. So therefore, Based upon these studies, the sooner we get started on something, the more likely it's to be successful. So if you're just starting a business and you're listening in, get started today. If you have a new idea for an existing business you think can go big, get started on it today. Now is way more impactful than tomorrow, and that's way more impactful than a year or some future date from now.
1: Wow. Get started today, and don't forget,
0: profit today. first. <laughs> exactly.
1: Thank you, Mike, so much for the insight and, and knowledge shared with us. i put all this information in the show notes and link to your upcoming books and your other books too. It's been a great time, though very short, but looking forward in the future to have a lengthy and a very good conversation with you.
0: Well, hey, Bernard, I hope we get to meet face to face one day and, and thank you for your time and for doing this with me. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate it and I'll see you some future time.
1: Thank you. It's
0: a pleasure. I treasure <laughs> Me too. Take care, brother.
1: All right, bye. Bye-bye. And at this time, I want to recommend my two latest books on Amazon. That is The No-Nonsense Guide to Personal Branding for Career Success. You could just Google the name, Bennett Kelvin Clyde, or the title. And also get a copy of the book if you want to become an author or you're writing a book or need some guidelines in publishing. Get a book Why Every Entrepreneur Must Write a Book. That is Why Every Entrepreneur Must write a book. Get a copy on Amazon today. The best is yours.